0: This episode of the Savers podcast is going to be different, even special. We're going to share with you how you can have conversations on physical intimacy with your spouse. That can be tricky, but you can do it, and we're going to show you how. Enjoy. Hi, I'm Ramona Zabriskie multi-award winning author of Wife for Life, The Power to Succeed in Marriage, and the founder of the savers Education Program and Membership. And I am so thrilled to introduce you to my co-educator, expert, exemplar, Ooh, that sounds really big, doesn't it? Dale Zabriskie, my husband of Almost 42 years.
1: Well, I don't know if I can live up to all that. But I'm happy to be the <laughs> husband. Why don't we just leave it at that.
0: <laughs> yeah, but you're a husband extraordinaire, which Ooh. also starts with E. Did you get that? <laughs> Expert, educator, exemplar, and extraordinaire. Okay,
1: no pressure, <laughs> but I'm here. I'm ready.
0: And we have a lot of fun creating the uh, Wife Savers podcast together almost every week. We try every week. And now we are doing something we've never done before in creating a new product or new course for our Savers called Conversations on Physical Intimacy for Wives and Their Husbands.
1: That's where I come in, so... <laughs> And we've had lots of conversations. We
0: needed, you, we needed you for the and their husbands part, honey. Oh, and the,
1: that's like the Gilligan's Island and the rest type thing? The, yeah.
0: No, oh, the okay. husbands are front and center. All believe right. me.
1: Good,
0: good. I'm excited, though, to introduce something that's kind of revolutionary. It's new for us and I think it's new for the world, actually. And in fact, we've been talking about it for so long and working on it for so long. I think we began, like, Last summer? I mean, last, last summer. No, yeah,
1: it was, uh, well, end of summer, early fall last year when we started.
0: So you can see that we've put a lot of research time and energy and resources into this because we know how important it is. Physical intimacy. I have been working now with women for 10 years, solid, and, and with women that come from all over the world, every stage of life. Every marital experience, cultural, faith, background, <laughs> mm-hmm. you name it. When I say to the podcast listener, I call them the listeners, but I think I'm really the listener. You do a
1: lot of listening. That's for sure. I
0: do so much listening. And I love it. Of course, I do but through that 10 years i have learned so much from listening to women and about what's really weighing on their hearts and when it comes to the aspect of their marriage called sex or the physical relationship or the sexual relationship we will refer to <laughs> to it in any number of ways in in this conversation um i have what i hear this let me tell you what i hear mm-hmm. very commonly mm-hmm. Women get very um, lonely, resentful, They, they feel misunderstood when messages are read into their physical intimacy that are not really intended.
1: So they, so they're they're reacting to things that maybe aren't there, but they're inferring. Or their
0: husbands are reacting to things that aren't there, and I'm sure it goes two ways
1: here. Sure, absolutely.
0: But for instance, you know, the idea of not tonight. I just I'm so tired. I don't feel good, and then
1: just in all these stories start getting created, right?
0: and And that leads to misunderstandings and so forth. So often, in order to avoid that kind of thing, you're going to communicate. And they try, my students will tell me that they're trying to communicate with their husbands about sex, but those conversations turn out less than productive or helpful, <laughs> shall we say. And sometimes it turns out really bad. So they're reticent to try again, to mm-hmm. initiate mm-hmm. conversations or discussions with their spouse about sex because they really don't know how to begin.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, it's not super comfortable, I think, for most people to begin with. You right. Know, yeah, it's
0: a sensitive, it's, it's yeah, a delicate thing, it's very a personal thing,
1: intimate thing that we don't uh, put into words a lot. And right. So it's it, at its outset, it's going to be right. A and if
0: if if you've had some bad history,
1: yeah, or trauma or whatever.
0: Yeah. Oh, oh, I wasn't even thinking that, but oh, absolutely. Yeah, but- and if you've had any. Um, disappointing disappointments let's say between the two of you or these misunderstandings that we've referred to Mm -hmm. it makes you even less eager or willing to to try and talk about it and so then it becomes frustrating that there's no one else to really talk to about it because most people most people don't have that kind of other relationship in their life. like They don't want to talk about it with their mom or their sisters. Some women might. But generally speaking, it's a little frustrating. Now, often they'll ask me, do you think I need outside counseling?
1: Mm. Mm -hmm.
0: Or they'll come to me for that kind of outside help. But to do that is very embarrassing.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, you have to, first of all, kind of admit that you have a problem, quote uh, unquote. Yeah, and, and it's hard to get a, hard to
0: get a man to, especially. Well, I yeah. think probably both of them are very um, hesitant, reticent, <laughs> to admit that, and they might be feeling like it's just sort of an overkill.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: For instance, all they really want to know is, are we normal? Yeah,
1: yeah. Is this a horrible thing that we need <laughs> are to normal? worry about?
0: Or right. Is it a
1: stage or right, whatever?
0: Right. So then they might go to books. Mm-hmm. Or something like that. Um, and books feel contrived and sort of clinical from some people's point of view. There's mm-hmm. a wonderful book, very helpful, but a lot of us feel that it's a little artificial. And so that's not exactly what they need, what they're looking for. So having heard all of that and the whole spectrum over. All these many years, it's all adding up in my head. I have got students who are in a troubled relationship that really want to get back on track, or I have students that want to move the dial on a relationship that feels sort of stuck in the doldrums.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Or I have I have a lot of students actually who are in really solid, good, you know, relationships. They're actually quite satisfied, but they know it Maybe c- it, it could be, be better. better. Yeah. It could be because things can always be better, right? Yeah. And they know that the health and the vibrancy of their physical relationship has a lot to do with where they are right now and where they want to be or where mm-hmm. they where they really want to get to. So the to what do all my students have in common? What are all what do all our listeners have in common other than most of them are married and they do have a physical relationship yeah, i was gonna
1: say I'm but trying what to kind of track people, these off here.
0: what kind of people are they they're the type of people who want to grow they're
1: yeah, the type yeah. Of people... if they're going to engage well I think you make the point it's not just about oh there's a problem I got to fix a problem or this isn't working or that isn't that working. that can be very
0: motivating it can be <laughs> motivating but I think
1: overall that's the that's the uh the underlying thing here is we want to get better we want to well, I know there's a there's a place where we can go together to get there uh, right? You know, well,
0: l- all our listeners listen to the Wife Savers podcast, not necessarily to be entertained, though we <laughs> maybe you're entertaining <laughs> we' are just ourselves, <laughs> but to really learn something. So yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, exactly,
0: right. So they all want to we all want to improve. and they all want to understand themselves better and they want to feel understood by their spouse.
1: Well, so, and that's a particular challenge in a sexual relationship, right? How so? Well, the the um, you know, there's all everybody's got challenges in their life, and especially as a married couple. But to understand each other and what's really going on, as we've talked about, that the physical relationship is, I think, for a lot of folks, you know, inherently more challenging. To work through the then problems. even
0: normal challenges. Then, yeah. I see. Then yes. maybe
1: the financial problems they have ah. or the other things that are happening.
0: Right. right? But why? Why is it so challenging to, to understand, to empathize, to accommodate each other's sexual? Well, well I think that
1: we're kind of hitting on it is that it's not easy to talk about. Uh, okay. Right. So we don't, you know, run and uh, have the conversation. You know, you talk about, uh, you, you teach women how to have good conversations and some frameworks and some ideas of how to make that happen. How to happen. approach
0: things so they come out productively. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: And uh, it's a little bit different when you you don't schedule the sexual talk at 3.30 <laughs> or whatever, right? <laughs> But we don't talk about it enough, and and so that kind of leads us to read minds, basically, and to make a lot of assumptions.
0: Mind reading. Yes, exactly. Like some of your magician friends. Yeah, that's right.
1: (laughs) Exactly. A mentalist approach to sexual relations.
0: <laughs> my husband I know has, what you're thinking. My husband has a uh, side hobby that he's actually very good at. Magic. There's hobbies
1: and then there's side hobbies. Is oh,
0: you're right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that he's he enjoys magic and has a lot of friends who are magicians and do mind tricks. But you kind of have to be a mentalist or a right. magician, if you will, to right. pull out of the hat, trying to guess what... The other is really think you're feeling you're trying to take your cues from them physically, but that's not always clear. No, and
1: and I, you know, I have a lot of friends who are very successful professional magicians, and I watch them do mentalism routines. And one of the things they do is they put a blindfold on, literally (laughs) on stage. Okay. And they they tape themselves up so it's clearly they cannot see. I mean, they put duct tape and they get so no sensory input, no visual input.
0: Uh, Visual input. Right. Okay. And then
1: they start talking to an audience member and they tell them, you know, their horoscope sign So or how something does this like
0: relate to our physical Well, intimacy? I think that,
1: you know, we turn the lights off and we, <laughs> we, we put a blindfold on and we go, you okay, know, I get feeling for what... <laughs> we're feeling. <laughs> That's right. We're, we're feeling, feeling around. feeling
0: around. That's and we're it. just guessing. Well, what you're talking about, though, is a very
1: painfully slow yes. learning curve. Yes, <laughs> inefficient. <laughs> That's right. And Trial it, and error. Yeah, and dead ends, you know, it's... <laughs> That's
0: right. Well, imagine instead a relationship, a whole relationship that includes your sexual relationship that goes through the years, you know, in um like progressing and gaining mm-hmm. momentum mm-hmm. that contributes to the happiness, the well-being, the fulfillment of yeah. both of you. Can you imagine
1: of what course a, you a, that's I can, that's what What a concept, that's right.
0: <laughs> But I do want our listener to imagine uh, that that is possible for them. I think this might be a really good, uh, take a little station break here too. <laughs> <laughs> we'll
1: be right back after Just this kill,
0: message. If... I can't assume that everyone listening to this really knows who we are.
1: Lucky well, for them.
0: Well, <laughs> I've. It's lucky for them they found us today. That's I'll tell right. you that. That's right. I'm, I want. Just want to give a little background quickly on who I am. Um, we met forty two, three yeah, years 42 ago. Yeah, a half years ago. From this and, point, and uh, we married not few months later. Not long after that. <laughs> we were young and we were crazy in love. And that lasted about a year and a half. And you say, yeah, what time is it? <laughs> that's right. And then we started going downhill really fast. And as you like to say, we knew nothing. No, we
1: knew nothing, had nothing.
0: Uh, yeah, we knew nothing and we had yeah, nothing. That's right. Except our love, which we thought we could live on forever if necessary. But that's not how it really works. No, we
1: opened the door and the pantry was empty. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so we had some really, actually we're laughing now, but it was hard and it was uh, very sad when we decided to separate and we were separated for six months. During that time, we filed for divorce, official mm-hmm. Divorce filing, which you always remind me that my dad paid for.
1: That's right. Your dad was first in line to make that happen. He could not wait. And back then, you know, the divorce, you you talk about it, what's they call it? A no-fault divorce or whatever. We had nothing. It was so straightforward and it was agreed upon. And so the cost of that was $69, which your dad paid. Which is good because I didn't have sixty nine dollars. I think that's very but... funny.
0: You remember the exact amount. I have, <laughs> I would never be able to remember that. But there's a happy ending here. Hold on, because four days away from the final divorce decree, we were supposed to show up in court for that. You you were the one who initiated. You called me and said you want to try again.
1: Now we were two thousand miles apart. Yeah, we that's were quite right. Quite a ways so apart. We, you know. Then I we are yeah.
0: we going to try again? Well, right. That took a lot of soul searching for me overnight
1: <laughs> because <laughs> right. I
0: knew by the next morning that I still wanted. I There was a little left in me that was willing to try. So we did, and I didn't want to go through all the pain again. So I really delved in to learning everything I could about being the best wife I could possibly be. And seriously, I read mm-hmm. lots and lots of books, uh, at classes, seminars, whatever, ever, whatever I could get my hand on, my hands on. Yes. Oh. Um, but I also did a lot of informal research, if you will, in that I just gravitated toward and latched onto mentors. Mentors. These were successful Good women. Good examples. Good examples. They were successful women who were also happy wives. And I'm like, how do you do that? Mm-hmm. And so I really watched and learned and journaled and hung out. Well and I
1: think we you know I did who, a lot of the same. We both wanted to succeed. We both wanted to get better. You changed We both a wanted lot. to grow. I had to. I mean I I mean, you know, Uh, That time was the last vacation I ever had. (laughs) So I I think that's the that was the big key. We had come to that realization, both of us, that uh, we had something we really wanted to go back to. And 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 we worked at it. We worked worked
0: at it. it. So uh, that that's the story of us. Now, fast forward many decades, we have four children and, and they start having their families and so forth. And because our marriage had continued to grow, because we grew as individuals, as you pointed Mm -hmm. out, I was growing and growing and growing. I was becoming the woman I wanted to be, a sure, strong, confident, smart kind of woman. And you were becoming the man I'd always dreamed you would become. You know what? It just takes a whole lot of patience. A little time there. And so over the decades, we both were gradually becoming if you will, Mm -hmm. becoming who we wanted to be. And as we did so, people were drawn towards us. Um, That's what happens with really happy, strong, in love marriages. People are attracted to it, kind of like a magnet. And from that, I decided that I should do something a little more Formal, if you will, to answer the kind of questions that I was becoming a mentor now, see, to mm-hmm. other young mm-hmm. women. And so I wrote a book called Wife for Life, The Power to Succeed in Marriage. And it's done very well in reaching women all over the world and truly changing their lives. And then uh, as part of that continuum, I have wanted to educate in any way I could. And so I opened a little online virtual school called Dreammaker Academy with a handful of my students. And that grew into Wife for Life University that took in women from 70 countries. It was a huge enterprise. And then we morphed into today's program, which has even wider, broader reach, which is the Wife Savers Education Program. And again, we're doing everything we can for women specifically. I've been working specifically with women uh, all these years. Now, here's the moment when we are start, we're going to branch out again. You can tell we're always growing. We're always evolving. We're going to now do something not just for women, but for women and their men. Hence, Conversations on Physical Intimacy for Wives and Their Husbands. There you husbands. go.
1: Don't forget the husbands. So
0: this is a new thing for us.
1: And it really, it, wouldn't you say it kind of grew out of the podcast? In yes. that you The podcast, you and I are having these conversations and we're answering uh, yes. questions and I think what I saw in your thought process is as you articulated at the beginning is a lot of these here are the, a lot of the questions I'm getting I'm getting all these consistent questions and so let's address them and right that's kind of brought us to to where we're at
0: right so that's why all of my students that have been with me for anywhere from a few weeks or months to years and years are excited about this new product because it's not just for them, it's for them and their husbands. The other thing that makes it new for us is that it includes both of us, mm-hmm. other than the podcast. Like you mentioned, you've always been the man behind the curtain, you know, mm-hmm. and been very supportive and helpful to me in all of my Wife for Life and Wife Saver. Work, but you've never really been up front helping me teach in this kind of formal product. Yeah, I've been
1: the uh, the gaffer, the electrician, and the best boy, actually. (laughs) The the executive
0: producer, (laughs) I would like to say. So, and then there's one other thing that makes it very new and different for us.
1: Um, can you guess? Let's see.
0: It's about physical intimacy. Yeah, exactly. It's
1: about what we're talking (laughs) about. We
0: haven't ever done anything really specifically and so comprehensively as this conversations course. So that's why we're really excited about it. And we hope you are too. The fact of it being so different, so new, and not just to us. It's kind of revolutionary. I'm not, you know, I know what's going on in this industry. And I'm not aware of any other course that is quite like this one. And we're going to explain to you why that is. But because it's such a new course, such a new approach, I should say, we decided we really would benefit from having some guinea pigs.
1: (laughs) Guinea pigs. A reproduction of guinea pigs. pigs. Okay. We
0: needed some beta students, so we did gather Mm -hmm. a group of students that represented a wide range of experience and and history and background and age and marriage situations and and uh, some I know very well and some I didn't know at all. So we just spread it out, and we let them take the course. And then we sat back to see what would happen because honestly, Dale, I was thinking I was kind of a crazy woman for doing this. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <What> <laughs> we're am doing, I doing something so new. Yeah. And we're doing something about physical intimacy and it it's very um Delicate territory, obviously. So I wanted to make sure we weren't crazy.
1: No, and I think you also you're very, very cognizant about being respectful and
0: oh, yes. you know the right yes. approach to the
1: whole thing. So getting some, a lot of uh, individuals to uh, to help us make sure we were on the right track or direct us, so you know, and get that feedback was was really critical.
0: And I love the feedback we got. We were so appreciative, and we did do some tweaking because of the feedback. We have a final product now. And I want to use some of the actual feedback we got to help our listener now understand what the course is all about and hopefully to answer some of their questions, the listener questions, and to put to rest some common concerns. Mm -hmm. Because if Mm -hmm. you were thinking about taking a course on physical intimacy, what would you be worried about? right
1: mm-hmm.
0: well here's what here's what the betas. is the okay. list starts
1: going that's
0: right the beta students told us before they took the course why they were a little skittish just a little worried and here's what what they what they said and uh, these are compiled from lots of different people we're wondering she's talking about she and her husband what the conversations look like and how long those conversations will be. How do the conversation starters or reflection prompts work, and won't they feel artificial and contrived? So that was a real concern for a lot of people. Like, well, I, I really don't get what this is all about. That would be obvious. Another was, am I going, am I going to be embarrassed by Ramona and Dell's intimate thoughts? What if the material yeah. <laughs> doesn't apply to us? Well, that's understandable
1: too. Yes, I'm
0: sure that's what I would have been worried about.
1: Yeah, definitely. And some people, yeah, I think like we said if it's hard for them to talk about it, listening to other people talk about it, uh, how is yeah, that going to work? Yeah,
0: exactly. Others worried about, of course. I do feel uncomfortable talking about physical intimacy. I'm not sure I understand myself. You know, and there have been misunderstandings in the past, and they don't want to set off more misunderstandings, mm-hmm. yeah, like we right. talked about. And other women worried about their ability to articulate their thoughts on such private sure. things. And and here, well, of course, this is going to be number one. Will my husband want to do this? Will he really want to do this? Will he really get into it? And then we heard from some others who were worried about, can we really learn, understand and apply these, the things that we're going to learn? What if we just don't get it? What if it's just as awkward as ever? And will just talking about it between the two of us without someone else present, like a counselor, really be effective.
1: Mm, Yeah, because maybe we've tried this in the past. Right.
0: So those are really good worries, concerns, questions, and I want to address each one of them. Okay. okay, are you ready? Mm-hmm. First one, we're wondering what the conversations look like and how long mm-hmm. these conversations will be. Do you want to explain how how that?
1: Works? Well, we made we made a decision up front that we wanted to make it consumable or digestible and easy to do and not require a whole lot of time. And as you put things together as you looked at uh, all of the, the conversations you'd had with with women and the questions that had come over the years, uh, they're kind of kind of big be- became clear that there were some topics or some structure that six, you could put actually, behind it. Six, actually. Six
0: clear yeah. headings, if right, you will. Right, right. so uh-huh. we,
1: we broke it into to six conversations, and then within each conversation, we had four segments. So there are a total of 24 conversations or segments, and those each last about 20 minutes. Right. Give, give or take. Yeah. Um, on, on, and within a subtopic of that larger heading
0: we were just hoping that everyone could find 20 minutes here and there right because they do for other things and they might you (laughs) might look
1: at that's right you got 20 minutes that's right. Uh, <laughs> and and we—I'm just going to say—you know—you look at the structure of it. You know, it may something may catch your eye. And go, oh, conversation three or four or whatever. I want to. Ah, I want to so do that. So we it,
0: want it to be flexible. Right. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't.
1: You don't have to start at one and go forward. You can, if you like to, and we actually do recommend that. But it is based on those topics that you might find to be more what uh, you need at that time. What right, you're interested time. in. Sure.
0: Yeah. Exactly. So that's basically how it works. You listen to each of those segments together or apart. That doesn't really matter. But then you do come together as a husband and wife to have your. Own conversation on that topic.
1: And that's really the focus and the, our desire is that it sparks and drives you having conversations. Right. Not just listening to us have conversations.
0: Exactly. That's the whole point. And we actually give you some uh, questions or conversation starters or prompts that you can base that conversation mm-hmm. on kind of just to rev up your engine get you started and let's see how did that work how did what did the beta students think of it well right off the top I'll share one with you it said it is really helpful and encouraging way to start conversations about something that's difficult to talk about. And it helped me to understand important things about my husband.
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, and But then here's another one that said uh, this couple have always had an easy time talking about their physical relationship and intimacy, but that... Doing the uh, the course for them and using the questions allowed them to get deeper into uh, important topics and to kind of broaden out
0: ah, and to expand what so they already had is a good thing. Deep, oh, I like that. To go deeper. Very good. Uh, here's, a, here's a beta who said, I worried my husband would only briefly answer the questions, but surprisingly, they prompted more questions and conversations. When they combined the audio... <laughs> segments with the question prompts mm-hmm. that got them started so that they went and had multiple conversations on that issue and others
1: and and here's another one kind of a, a, a that's close to that uh, a couple that talk about this uh, in their lives a lot, but they said sometimes those conversations meander all over the place. <laughs> they they're kind of get lost, which is great. I think where, that's where wonderful. Where did we start? <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. And how do we finish? Yeah, maybe. but they didn't
0: really resolve anything, maybe.
1: I think that's what they're saying, because they said the prompts kept their conversations a little more focused, felt like they weren't alone. And it's interesting. hearing Ramona and Dale talk about it made us feel like we belonged Ooh, what do they
0: mean by that? Well, think? I think,
1: I think, and if some other of the comments uh, overall, people feel like, oh, somebody else understands me. You know, I get this. I, I relate to what you're saying. So there was a lot mm-hmm. of that, of, of folks saying, oh, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I I concur mm-hmm. or what have you. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, oh, these that's things. That's how we feel. Yeah, that's how we feel. And mm-hmm. we're not alone. We belong, mm-hmm. you know, type thing.
0: Well, I love, too, how um, we had a number of, who mentioned the idea of how they appreciated that these complex subjects were broken down into bite-sized sort of chunks.
1: That's good, because as I said, that was our goal, is to make it digestible, Mm -hmm. you know, or consumable. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, that makes me really, really, really happy. Well, let me give you an idea what conversation one is about it's called identifying and overcoming obstacles and barriers in your sexual life and what we talk about and then what listeners go on to talk about with each other is their views on sexuality in marriage including the myths
1: Mm-hmm. That
0: you might be believing yeah, that may be propagated. hindering sure. your relationship until you really bring them out into the open. And we found that was a super effective place for us to start, especially there's a lot of that about married sex.
1: Mm. There's a lot
0: of lies and derogatory mm, yeah. sort of cliches yeah. about married sex and then we're able to compare our own personal beliefs values and attitudes but you know that that's just conversation one the whole rest of the course is filled with amazing truths if you will that counter those Mm -hmm. myths Mm -hmm. but lots of good feedback on that one of them was it gave us an opportunity to discuss things in a non-pressured open, honest way where there could be understanding because of the spirit of what we had heard in the conversations. We were able to decide then what would be good moving forward to overcome the hurdles and the obstacles that were being uncovered. That's great. Isn't that great? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Ramona and I have a lot more to share with you in this episode. But if you're chomping at the bit, you can go to wifesavers.org conversations right now. Click learn more to see the full course curriculum. You can also claim your unique discount there. It's a significant discount that we're only offering to podcast listeners. A big thanks for your loyalty and enthusiasm. Again, visit wifesavers.org conversations for more information and your discount. All right, back to our topic, and it's one of my favorites.
0: So here's another concern, the second one I read earlier. Am I going to be embarrassed by Ramona and Dell's intimate thoughts?
1: Well, they shouldn't be worried. I'm embarrassed by my own intimate thoughts, so, you know, I can understand that concern.
0: <laughs> well... Right off the bat, I got a great one here. I loved it. I appreciate how both Dell and Ramona are so open when they talk about these things. I enjoyed hearing their thoughts on this subject. Another said, the experience was similar to listening to the podcast.
1: Well, that was our goal. That's that was good. our yeah. goal.
0: But with the added element of discussing sex in a candid but respectful way. I heard a lot. I saw a lot of comments that included that word, respectful. Here's another key word that we heard a lot about, easy. Mm. And another one, comfortable on such a sensitive topic. Yeah.
1: Here's the one that said, I appreciate that the course started with a strong foundation of principles and philosophy.
0: Oh, very good. Which is
1: nice to have. So it's not like I said we're not just yapping about things, right? Then I uh, said I liked how tasteful the conversations were. There's never the sensed, word. never sensed any embarrassment or shame from either one of us, but at the same time, they, meaning us, were both open and vulnerable about their intimate experiences without sounding inappropriate or critical of one another. Which is nice because, yeah, I mean, we do kind of open up a little bit, but it's not, you know. So
0: much that it's it's really embarrassing. Or uncomfortable for anyone. Uncomfortable, yeah. Lots of that in here. What stood out for us was the intimate nature of the material presented without making us feel uncomfortable or embarrassed.
1: And then just one other one here where a wife says that her husband and she were able to have their own, as they were having their own conversations, they were reminded how, a couple managed to talk about things without knowing ahead of time what they were going to talk about.
0: Because we're unscripted. That's right. <laughs> like right now. But yeah, yes. yeah, exactly.
1: But right, so, But we're... gave that, like you said, the foundation, the philosophy up front, and then to build upon it. It's great.
0: I'm so excited that they got it, that it was working for so many of our beta students. Um, now, I do want to touch on this idea what if it doesn't really apply to us? Mm. Listen to this. I even enjoyed listening to less relevant parts because they opened my eyes to how other women and couples may feel and what they may be going through and also to what we might experience in the future.
1: Well, that's so great because, you know, one of our conversations is about... Our, our physical relationship during the stages of family life, right. and which includes, you know, whether you have young children or no children or empty nesters. And, you know, at your point, uh, a listener at some point may look at that and go, well, that doesn't apply to me. But I can come back to that at some point because but it I will have, be relevant I, I, I to I have me.
0: the... I have the knowledge.
1: To be ready and for once, that stage.
0: For yourself or yeah. for helping someone else.
1: No, that's, that's true.
0: Including maybe even your own children. Yeah, your children or may other be members of starting your family. their families. Knowledge is power. Knowledge is power. I was deeply touched by the information shared here that you have What, no, I didn't read that right. I was deeply touched by the information shared here that you have nowhere else, or you hear nowhere else, sorry, (laughs) that you hear nowhere else.
1: Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah, great.
0: Right. So very unique. Now, conversation number two was really powerful for both men and women. And the title is A Wife Sexuality and Her Body Image.
1: Is that a concern for women, really? (laughs) I hope you're being facetious. (laughs) Just a little.
0: No, you know, some women are feeling good about their bodies, very comfortable, and but a lot of us struggle with that, or pretend that we're feeling more comfortable than we actually are. I think, you know, after all my all my work with women, that the women are misunderstood. By themselves, <laughs> by themselves, more than anyway, anyone. We hardly know our own worth and potential, let alone our gifts, which I think are mm. spectacular gifts.
1: But there are a lot of a lot of the um, how we and I'll just say I think this is true of men, but especially of women. What we think of ourselves or how we ap- approach ourselves is based on how we look and how we feel about our uh, women's body image, right?
0: I didn't follow that. Didn't follow that? <laughs>
1: okay. I'm going to back up. Ready? Are you <laughs> saying
0: how our body image affects our uh, how we act, Perception. how we present yes, ourselves? Yes,
1: absolutely. Oh. Uh, and now, especially okay. in a physical relationship with yes. a man, right? Yeah. Yeah. Just a few yes. obstacles maybe to overcome. So, exactly. So like you said, this conversation really uh, is interesting to see how the betas responded.
0: Well, it was so much unknown this. and so much unsaid. It leaves, or it can leave, our man or our husband feeling a little baffled. Not yeah. really, I, if we don't really know, <laughs> if they don't really understand us, and we don't really understand ourselves, and nobody's talking about it, that he...
1: Yeah, he, stories. Start creating stories. We're back stories. to the
0: uh, mind reading kind of exactly. thing, right? Put Which is blindfold on there. Really unfortunate, because the the bedroom is the place where you want to feel the most accepted the mm-hmm. most secured the mm-hmm. most understood right the most appreciated and if we're not on the same page i have to tell you this this is funny one of the betas was so excited about what was happening in her relationship in her marriage because of the course that she called me she didn't she called you she didn't want to <laughs> just turn in her little survey she wanted to call so she actually called me And she told me, you'll never guess what I found out last night. Because of the conversation, number two, Mm -hmm. and then the conversation subsequently she had with her husband, she found out that he absolutely adores and thinks is very sexy her little mama jelly belly.
1: (laughs) He thinks it's (laughs) sexy, huh? (laughs) <laughs> he thought it was the
0: second most sexiest part of her body.
1: <laughs> Whoa, the second. Mm, we ought to take a survey she what didn't everybody tell me thinks. The first. Yeah, <laughs> I think we should take a survey what everybody says what the second most sexy but part of the body is.
0: They've been married 20 years or something. And she's been embarrassed and ashamed even of that part of her body. But because uh, she they never articulated. No, the he, conversation
1: a big turn-on for opened him. up. He loved him it. an opportunity. It to, something yeah, to, to really uh, to really articulate how he felt.
0: Isn't that lovely? That's why Wonderful. I love it. I took away, one of our beta says, a better understanding of women and my own self as a woman that I didn't even know about me. That intimacy can be a strength, that it's a beautiful journey and I need patience in all of it. Mm.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Now, here's a husband's reaction. He especially loved the second conversation. He knows it's something I've been struggling with lately and he loved the perspective.
1: That's nice. Yeah. Perspective You're... is a big word for all of this.
0: Listen to this. He liked listening to you both and was intrigued, especially by what Ramona was saying about women and how complicated their sexuality is. It never occurred to him before. Now, this is in parentheses, even though I did try to explain it. <laughs> it's like, "I it never occurred to me No, before. no,
1: guys are just, they have one switch. That's right. Now, to... that's
0: not exactly true. I want to address that.
1: The many dials and sliders that a, that a woman comes with a woman.
0: And, and here's right. here's another wife who says that we were both very touched by Ramona's insight into the body. He already wants to go back and listen to that conversation again. Whoa. That was number two. Excellent. About a woman's sexuality mm, okay. and her body image. Now, that being said, while we're on the subject of women... We talked about one of the concerns being that I feel uncomfortable. <laughs> Women are like I don't know if I want to do this because I'm just a little uncomfortable talking about physical intimacy. I don't understand myself. There've been misunderstandings between us. I don't know if I can articulate my thoughts mm-hmm. and feelings about these really private and personal things. But here's this is what that is what the beta has actually said before.
1: Right, they took the those are the concerns. Now this
0: the same. The same students are now saying after the course mm-hmm. the information about women was so validating to me.
1: Mm, that's a great word.
0: It addressed many of the this is someone else. The, I, it addressed many of the challenges I've had and worked through through the years. And it was validating to have both the struggles and the resolution acknowledged. And it was worth talking to my husband about. So good.
1: (laughs) Worth the time.
0: Yeah. And here's one
1: who said, they never discussed this with anyone but my husband. So I never really knew if I was, quote, normal. Right. She said, even though I've always enjoyed uh, my sexual relationship with my husband, I feel now a new sense of excitement about just enjoying the ride. (gasps) Isn't that something? She'd been... She'd been so uptight, obviously. Uptight. And And like you say, in conversation, too, about the body image and all the things that are can be barriers. That's
0: a huge uh, shift.
1: Yeah. To just enjoy enjoy the, enjoy the ride.
0: ride. So nice to hear the process so perfectly described. Mm. <laughs> now, this... One more. This student was so enthused about the outcome. She said... I feel like my husband and I are understanding each other better. and in all capitals, I especially wanted to feel understood. It is great to feel understood.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's what she says. All capitals. It is great. Yeah, isn't that something.
0: And others mentioned the idea of having a framework and a background and, mm-hmm. and how they feel like they're so much more open now to their husbands? Because not necessarily, some of course were shy. There's no question.
1: Well, yeah, about you're going to be. That's gonna but happen.
0: others, it wasn't so much about being shy as not knowing exactly
1: what to what do, to talk yeah, about. Or, yeah, how to. And that's the whole point of the structure and the prompts and everything uh, at, at work there.
0: And that was helpful in conversation number three as well, which was a husband's perspective on sexuality.
1: Oh, which I'm a featured character in uh, conversation so number
0: 3 You so valuable on that because I've been helping women understand men all these years. But I learned a lot from you, you in no. that conversation. Oh my gosh, yes. One of the things that I think most women don't appreciate about men no, I'm gonna say even men don't appreciate about men, is that men are multi layered.
1: We don't just have one switch, no, huh?
0: No, 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 you're not a switch. You're more like an onion. Ooh. You are multi layered. <laughs> walla walla sweet, and I hope. So <laughs> <laughs> there's just a sex actually represents a spectrum of needs and that is yes. what we talk about yeah, absolutely. in that you've got phys, not obviously the physical need but you have a spiritual emotional and relational needs that are also play into his need and desire for and fulfillment through sex. And and I think the uh,
1: you know the comments that we had on this um, were were gratifying in the sense that the you know the, the comments and, and my perspective of representing the gender oh, you got basically, five stars
0: all over the place. Uh,
1: it was really uh, in fact one of the husbands said I enjoyed. Uh, and related to many of Dale's remarks, having another male talking is helpful. It's nice to feel represented. So I'm <laughs> glad that I uh, the carried the gender flag.
0: Representative. <laughs> That's right. That is so good. That's right. But from a woman's point of view, there's a real comfort in this, as most husbands never offer up this information. And Dale eloquently explains a husband or a man's needs.
1: Oh, well, thank you. There you go. Right. You're
0: actually eloquent. I love for, that. For a couple of so seconds. now this leads us into the next concern will my husband really want to do yeah. this? Will he right. truly engage in this? And, well, I think we're going <laughs> to smush or smash that concern right out the window. My husband is super, all capital, busy right now, but he still jumped at the opportunity. Well, you know, it's the right topic. We know what to <laughs>
1: I know how to get their attention.
0: Yeah, yeah. Here's one beta who said, The way you've done this is just brilliant because the subject matter is appealing to the men. <laughs> <laughs> That's
1: right. Yeah. And then I love the one that says, I worried my husband would only briefly answer the questions, mm. provided, you know, they said, but surprisingly, and we kind of heard this before, they prompted more questions and more conversations to help me make new discoveries my about our marriage. My husband genuinely was engaged and he-
0: responsive and responsive he got into it he got no no here's my favorite one i'm sorry i just have to read a word the whole thing he was ready to start this course right away (laughs) he wasn't feeling well and asked me to read him the course description a little later he asked if we were going to get started on it (laughs) tomorrow honey
1: tomorrow she's i don't want to wait can we, uh, yeah, can we do the prompts later. Let's just get together first.
0: But here's a little. Here's a little, a little more serious. Um, he has a vested interest in this part of our marriage going well, as most men do. And so I noticed he really wants to hear my answers. He wants to make things as good as they can mm-hmm. be.
1: Mm-hmm. That's great. I mean, because I think that sometimes the uh, the perception or the uh, you know where you think or things are at is he doesn't really want to talk about it. He just wants to do it. Right. Yeah, but
0: actually, he appreciated. In fact, ready for this? We this is a this is a husband. A husband. We have a really good sex life already. So a lot of things we already knew. (laughs) I think that's funny. (laughs) Like he can't admit there was something he didn't know already. I knew knew
1: that. Yeah, I got
0: it. But I really just like. Talking about sex with my wife. (laughs) So it was fun for me. I also feel like Dale does a good job representing our gender, and he has a great
1: voice, too. Oh, so (laughs) not only do I represent the gender well, I'm easy to listen to.
0: (laughs) Now, the conversation four, you already mentioned it, which is physical intimacy mm-hmm. through each stage of family life. So we go all the way from trying to conceive all the way to <laughs> aging, empty nesting mm-hmm, and aging. Mm-hmm. And we take, we break down each of those stages of family life. And I think that's incredibly valuable because we don't, again, we don't really talk about it, but we don't Talk about it when we really need to, and when we really need to is when things are changing.
1: Yeah, and I think that that is one of the biggest keys uh, in in a physical relationship in marriage is understanding up front that they are going to change oh. and that— you know, for a guy, she's not going to be the same person that you married, and same for the woman and the man, not going to be the same, and, and the, the impact that children have and pregnancy has and all these things.
0: And the children at different ages. And then the
1: ages, right. And then the evolution is that to succeed, you've got to agree up front that we have to evolve we and have find to be adaptable. out what works best <laughs> for us at this stage of our lives with whatever life brings. And that, just right there, will help eliminate so much of the frustration. And, so, contention, and
0: contention, misunderstanding, right. disappointments, right. and everything. Absolutely, that is so true, honey. Just that that may be worth the most important thing from the whole course. Worth the price you, of admission. You right. really come away from is that idea of having that open communication mm-hmm. so that you can be adaptable Throughout life, but I'll tell you, you set you figure out what works. I'll tell you what doesn't work is postponing doing this. Thinking we'll we'll focus mm. on our physical relationship when the kids are a little bit older. We mm. it's just impossible right now. These the babies time. are just yeah. underfoot and in Whatever. the way and wearing us out. And but postponing it is a bad mm. idea. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let me tell you because I counsel women who've postponed it. Uh, every day, and it's not pretty what it turns out. So that is not what you want to do. Now, I love that one, only one beta student, when we asked her what her concerns were, responded with, no concerns. This is going to be an adventure.
1: <laughs> I'm ready. <laughs>
0: I really appreciated yeah, that. I wish we could and... all have that attitude, especially yeah. going into conversation five,
1: which mm-hmm. is called,
0: what is normal and where are the boundaries
1: yeah so, boy that and that's a personal thing you've got to figure out
0: that conversation deep dives into water that a lot of listeners admitted to never having stuck their toe into it. yeah and I, I you
1: know we <laughs> said earlier that they're all about 20 minutes long yeah. Not this one.
0: Yeah, that's yeah. true. Part D or part the, D of part the four part was, was a longer one it because needed it needed be. to be. Right. 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 So it's not that the uh, subjects that we discuss in that conversation are... Uh, taboo or anything like that. It's that they're very real, very prevalent. It's just that most of us keep our thoughts and sometimes our worries about them Mm -hmm. to ourselves. So if that's the case, (laughs) like you've never really talked about this, some of this stuff out loud. Well, it might take a little courage, but if you have that attitude of this is going to be an adventure. And and I think, too, you might push yourself out of that comfort zone. Yeah, you
1: might look at, too, is if you've developed using if you've used the course Somewhat already to get to this point. Maybe not jump into this one and make it the first one. Yes, that would be true. helpful. Oh, what a good point! You know, to to make it easier to have the maybe more difficult conversations. Yes,
0: yeah. yes, yes. But here, here's one. One student came away from this conversation with this point. I think my overall takeaway was that it was nice to have. I guess you could say a cheering section. <laughs> related to our conversations on this topic so mm. they felt our support yeah and it,
1: those those there's some a number of those comments we we mentioned a couple of them before where they felt like you know Somebody understands. We're working at this together. You know, I'm not. I'm not strange, or you know, I've had yes. these thoughts or whatever.
0: And so. we are. We are there. We are there in spirit, saying Absolutely. yes, you guys. We're, we're not
1: in your bedroom. This is we're, good. We're there You're so.
0: doing it.
1: <laughs> no hidden cameras or anything. Don't worry. We're <laughs> we're just here in spirit.
0: Now, the last concern that I feel like we probably should put to rest. Right now is this idea of can we really learn, understand, and successfully apply these contents just by listening to conversations? What if what if we don't get it? What if we're, it's, <laughs> we're just as stupid and awkward as we ever were? And is just talking about it ourselves going to be effective without some kind of third party or counselor mm, yeah. In intermediary? The, yeah. So here's here's that was their concern, but mm-hmm. now after the course. This is what they said. Honestly, I didn't know what to expect, but now I feel the brilliance of speaking openly and intimately with my husband to foster a more heartfelt connection that draws us into each other in all ways. Mm. So she went into it very, ah, yeah. and came out of it going, brilliant.
1: <laughs> That's great. Here's one who said that he felt like it was a safe, gave them and and helped them develop a safe place to discuss these things after a neutral party offered information.
0: Aha uh-huh. ha. Okay.
1: So, you know, it's not like we have some, uh, like you're beholden to a counselor or, or responsible or accountable some way. We're just providing this to you and to, to utilize. And here's someone who felt that that was really beneficial uh, and took the pressure off, but and gave them, as I said, a safe place to have those conversations.
0: Here's one I have to share. My sexuality with my husband is ultra private. For decades, we struggled having the same frustrating conversations over and over with no real progress. We needed tools, advice from a professional, yet we didn't want to talk to a professional. We didn't want to put it all out there for a competent stranger to mull over and to give us a tip or two and then reschedule for a return visit the next week. (laughs) yeah true to her style ramona and Dell teach about intimacy with sensitivity insight and scientific evidence laced with humor and real life practicality
1: Oh, that's awesome yeah and that sums along it up those lines so beautifully. Uh,
0: I this another uh, student says that um, we hadn't talked about it lately unless it was in confusion and sometimes arguing but with these conversations there wasn't any arguing, as much as clarifying, mm. or reminiscing, or looking to the future with hope.
1: Yeah, I think that, that some a lot of for a lot of couples, the the conversation around physical intimacy is 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 uh, sparked by a problem or an issue, and so here we're trying to do it in a positive, you know, open.
0: Oh, that's interesting. Way, Positive, right? open so, way. That's great to hear But that. also a private way.
1: Absolutely. Here's
0: here's a comment. I feel like this type of, is a type of marriage counseling for which we would never seek out a ther- therapist, far too humiliating. However, this is all carefully laid out and exemplified by Ramona and Dell, and it comes into the privacy mm-hmm. of our own home. So it is just between my husband and me, and that is perfect for
1: us. That's great. great.
0: And the last conversation, that topic that we tackle is the best possible outcome of sexual unity. And that's the one we had the most fun with. Absolutely. It was so it was just so enjoyable to talk about. Is it true that married sex is better sex? And is that possible for us? And how does it affect physical health and aging? And how does emotional intimacy Play into this, mm. and which comes first: emotional, or mm. physical? We got a chicken intimacy. egg question here.
1: We'll let you listen to that to get the answer.
0: <laughs> One of our students said, "The more I went into the course, my positive feelings multiplied."
1: Oh, that's nice. Yes. Yeah,
0: that is very good. All right. So overall, I hope we have smashed to smithereens <laughs> a lot of the concerns that might be. Out there about this kind of some concerns of that approach. might be concerning.
1: Is that what you're say? <laughs> yes.
0: I, there were so many happy outcomes we couldn't possibly detail them. I just got to share a couple of my favorites. <laughs> this wife says she started to think more about how she looked to her husband. So I'm making some dresses so I can run around the house in something more than my PJs. (laughs) (laughs)
1: That's right. Spice up the wardrobe a little bit. Is that a
0: happy outcome (laughs) or what? That's right. Here's more, a little more solemn. I want to be a good role model for our children and their future. Relationships.
1: Uh, yeah, that's awesome. And then one other uh, along those lines said that it'd help and we talked about this a few minutes ago About being more suited or capable of helping their children understands mm. themselves and their spouses and this whole generational aspect uh, Is uh, is being you know being addressed there. That's fabulous.
0: I and I love this student because she felt like Just even having the course was already starting to change things. Mm. She said, I can sense that this is already allowing us to begin resolving current obstacles and we haven't even discussed them yet. Just the fact of
1: <laughs> that we're going to. That's great. Yeah. that's great. Isn't
0: that fun? Um, this course made us feel more desirable and desired.
1: Well, you that's there you go. I mean, wow. both ways. To feel, uh, wow. to have those uh, emotions. Wow. That's great.
0: Wow. And here's my best for last. You ready for this? Okay, I'm ready. And remember, this is just the tip of the iceberg. There were there were so many fun reports, and we're very, very grateful to our beta students for mm, all, day, very much so. all that amazing feedback. But here's, here's my favorite. I loved, she said, that you debunked the myth that great sex just happens <laughs> when Dale said, if both of you took that view, nothing would ever happen.
1: That's right. We'll <laughs> just till something happens.
0: I laughed out loud. So true. And yet I think I really fell for that myth and kind of expected that things would just work themselves out.
1: I think that's pretty common for a lot of people. Uh, and that, that's really heartening to hear. Um, uh,
0: they're not, what's not hard in here is guess what they're not going to work themselves out. Yeah, exactly. And that's why we've created Conversations on Physical Intimacy for Wives and Their Husbands. How does, looking forward to years and years of natural, vibrant, constant, no matter what stage of family life you're in or whatever, physical intimacy. How does that sound to you? Wonderful?
1: Sounds wonderful If to me. it
0: sounds wonderful, do we have a deal for you.
1: We invite you to learn more and get your special podcast discount at wifesavers.org/conversations.